You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. So, maybe you've noticed the price of Blanton's going up. Maybe you heard about Elon Musk buying Twitter, and you hope that he buys Buffalo Trace and makes it affordable again. Well, if you want to hear about that, stick around. So, I have Bourbon Real Talk community, and Facebook bots check for fake news in post. And I kept getting notifications over and over again that somebody in the group, actually multiple people, were posting something that had been verified as untrue news. And what it was, was Elon Musk tweet. So obviously, Elon Musk buying Twitter, trying to protect free speech or whatever, don't wanna get into that. But that has resulted in a bunch of memes that have been created where the concept is he's buying some other business to try and fix some other problem. And the thing that kept getting blocked by Facebook was a tweet where he said he was gonna buy Buffalo Trace and make it affordable again. And that got me thinking, people don't know where the price of whiskey comes from and they have no idea that if Elon Musk bought Buffalo Trace, there isn't a damn thing he could do about the price that you pay for it. So we're gonna talk about that today. So first off, let's talk about where the price of a bottle of whiskey comes from. So I wrote up a list. Also keep in mind, because I am involved with the Prideful Goat and Unallocated, for the first time as a whiskey enthusiast, I actually get to peek behind the curtain and see where the actual prices come from. And so I came up with this list and here it goes. You gotta pay for the grain, the water, the milling, the labor, the utilities, the barrel, the bungs, the yeast, the enzymes, the storage, sample pools, barrel removal, dump fleet fees, glass, labels, corks, tamper seals, vacuum seals, state and federal taxes on the liquid, bottling fee, boxes to put the bottles in, and pallets to ship them on. And when you start to add all of that stuff up, I mean, the price goes up quick. What other people don't understand is that the distillery has a profit margin that they're looking for on their cost. And so for an average bottle of whiskey, if you're a small producer, if you add a dollar to your cost, it has a major impact on the final price that gets paid at the retail level. So let's talk about what, how the economics work. So the wholesaler, before they pick up the product, the producer has to figure out how much money they wanna make on their investment. And so typically there's going to be a percentage that they mark up their cost and that's going to be their gross profit. And that doesn't have anything to do with overhead or sales expenses or any of that stuff. They're marking up on the actual hard costs that went into that bottle. And that produces what they call the FOB, the free on board price 
that it goes to the wholesaler app. But when the wholesaler gets the product, they often have to, one, pay for shipping to get it from the producer to their warehouse. And two, they often have to pay some state taxes. And those get added into the wholesaler's cost is what they call laid-in cost. And so all of that gets wrapped up into this overall price. But wholesalers don't like to work for free. So they have a markup. Now, when you're talking about a super high volume, super well-known product, the wholesalers typically operate for a very low margin because they have almost no risk associated with carrying that product. But if you're a wholesaler and you're taking on a super premium brand, especially that has a high cost per bottle, like Blanton's does, um, now Blanton's isn't really a risk, but if you're looking at some of the other newer uh, entrants into the premium market, they're not gonna operate at such a low margin because they need to have a little bit more meat on the bone just in case the product doesn't move that well and it ends up sitting inside the warehouse. So typically for a newer, smaller product, there's going to be a 30% margin. Now, margin is not the same as markup. Very simply put, if you wanted to have a 30% markup, you would take your cost and you would multiply it by 1.3. But margin is where you take your cost and you divide it by 0.7 if you want a 30% margin. And what that gives you is whatever you sold the bottle for, 30% of that was your gross profit instead of markup. So if you do the math, a 30% margin is actually a 42.86% markup. And that's just at the wholesale level. So then the wholesaler is going to transfer that bottle to the retailer when the retailer puts in a purchase order. And the retailer also has a margin and retailers, especially mom and pops. Now, some of the larger stores operate on lower margins, um, say 18 to 22%, but the mom and pop shops typically are also around a 30% margin. And so you take your cost at the producer, you mark it up to get your gross profit, you add in shipping, you add in taxes, you divide by 0.7, and then at the retail level, you divide by 0.7 again to get another 30% margin, and that's how you end up with your final retail cost. So just so that you can understand, if you add $1 of cost at the producer level with normal markup and normal margin at the second tier and the third tier, that $1 cost ends up costing you, the retailer, $2.99 for that bottle. Hey, nice hat. Hey, thanks. Nice lanyard. Nice rocks glass. Thanks, man. <laughs> nice travel case. Nice blend topper. Thank you. Nice candle. Nice bottle bag. Thanks, man. That's a nice tumbler. Nice woman's t-shirt. Oh, thanks. Nice uh, extra schmedium shirt. Get yourself some nice things and get all the compliments that come along with it. Shop bourbonrealtalk.com. Now, Buffalo Trace knows that their product has market value above their current MSRP. Um, and they are a for-profit entity. So when people start to make crazy statements that Buffalo Trace is purposely holding back inventory to make their product rare, that is ridiculous. That is not true at all. Um, it, it, it doesn't make any sense from a for-profit standpoint. 
but there are some reasons why they haven't raised the price. Now, they have raised the price some because Blanton's used to be, at least in my market, around $55. Now it's up to about $65 um, at MSRP. And they have raised the price some because, as I mentioned, they're a for-profit entity and they know that they have the ability to do so without drying up demand. Um, but they haven't raised it as much as they could have to knock out the secondary market. So what I mean by that is, let's say that they're currently selling the bottle at 65, but somebody can buy the bottle and sell it in the parking lot for 150. There is a number that they could have raised their original price to, and they would have made more money, and the wholesaler would have made more money, and the retailer would have made more money. And when the bottle sold, the final price would have been, say, $120. Well, now it's really not worth it for the flipper to go chasing the bottle around because when they sell it, they're just not gonna make enough money to pay them back for their effort. Buffalo Trace could do that, but they have not done that on Blanton specifically because they've invested $1.3 billion into increasing capacity at the distillery so that they can take advantage of all that pent up demand that's out there. And if they killed the demand with price increases and then later had inventory come online and there's nobody to buy it, they will have wasted the $1.3 billion that they put into the company. So they're not going to do that. They're going to raise prices very slowly, enough to take advantage of the opportunity, but not so much that it's gonna knock out demand for future capacity. And that's crucial for Blanton's because Blanton's only takes six years to make. It's not like Pappy 23. So when this new capacity comes online, within a reasonable time frame, they will be able to make Blanton's a shelf available product again, if they choose to, because they will have the capacity and they'll be able to do it in a short, uh, short enough amount of time. They won't be able to do it with a, prop, a product like Pappy 23 because they'd have to anticipate demand 23 years from now, which is next to impossible. So as I mentioned, Buffalo Trace could manipulate their price to the wholesaler, which would raise the price from the wholesaler to the retailer, which would raise the price from the retailer to you, the consumer. But Buffalo Trace, unlike the tweet assumes, has no power to influence what that retailer sells that bottle for. And the reason why is because after prohibition, when they set up the three-tier system, supposedly to protect the public, but I think it was more because of the influence of the bootleggers on how the laws got written, and the bootleggers wanted to be the wholesale tier, um, and they wanted control, but we still operate under those rules. And the producers and the wholesalers historically have been much larger players much better funded than businesses at the retail level, especially individually owned mom and pop shops. And the government wanted to protect them from the big bad wholesalers and producers putting downward pricing pressure on their prices. And they made a rule that a producer cannot attempt to influence the price that a retailer sells the product for. But when you read the rules, it was really to protect them from downward pressure. Um, it wasn't to protect them from what's happening right now, which is a producer has made the executive decision to keep their prices below actual market value so that consumers don't get the impression that the product is too expensive and kill demand for when the new capacity comes online. 
But when that bottle gets passed through to the third tier, if that retailer wants to raise the price, which many are, so some of you who are complaining about Blanton's prices are not seeing the price that it was intended to be sold at. You're seeing an inflated price that got inflated at the third tier which nobody can influence because of this law that's meant to keep them from lowering prices. So it's kind of a messed up situation because the, the retailer can decide, oh, well, if this bottle's trading on the secondary for 150, I'll just sell it for 150. The downside to that is the average consumer that just walks in there and sees a bottle for 150 thinks that that's how much Blanton's cost and that reduces their desire to buy it in the future. So when this new capacity comes online, that retailer would have injured the producer. So in conclusion, even if the great Elon Musk were to buy Buffalo Trace, there is absolutely nothing he could do to keep the retail stores from inflating the price the way that you're seeing it. And if he were to buy it, he wouldn't be able to lower the price from where it is right now because they're trying to keep the price below market value as it sits for future demand. So if this is your first time to watch the show, I'd like to thank you for the view and also give you a little bit of information about our show philosophy. So we at Bourbon Real Talk are about bringing people together around spirits. And that's important for me because I lost a loved one to suicide. And going through that process, it made me realize that there are people all around us that we may not realize are feeling alone and unloved. And trying to find a way to help people feel more connected and know that they're not alone and know that they are loved, I stumbled across whiskey. And I saw the connective power of whiskey and I decided I wanted to leverage that. I wanted to help you get connected to whiskey so that whiskey would do the rest of the job and get you connected to others so that you would know that you did have a place, that you were loved. And that also inspired me to start Bourbon Real Talk Community, where we are very accepting of people of all different experience levels. And we've got experts in there helping newer people. We've got newer people in there inspiring episodes like this by asking the right questions. And it's just this beautiful you know, environment for people who are looking to connect and, and, and love spirits. I also have observed though, in being involved in social media, that there are trolls out there that try and ruin everybody's good time. And they say hateful things to people that they don't even know online. And that made me realize that if somebody can be hateful to you online, it's just as easy for me to love you online. And that's why I end every podcast the same way, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. A whiskey troll is a person who seeks negative attention and uses contrarian attitudes to derail civil discussion in online forums. They communicate in ways they never would face-to-face -face because they're keyboard warriors. Their only goal is to make other people feel inferior. Hey guys, I'm new here. I just got my first Blanton's. And trust me, you probably paid way too much. I don't care much about the Blanton's, but nice <laughs> There's no way that she didn't buy that at secondary, idiot. Oh, I know how you got that bottle. So, are you sick and tired of the whiskey trolls running your fun online? Well, that's why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community. Congratulations. Let me know what you think when you open it up. Hey, welcome to the group. 
Let me send you over a sample of Blanton's Gold and straight from the barrel. See how you like those. I remember back to my first bottle of Blanton's. It was the birthday to my son, and we enjoy it every year on his birthday. Congrats. So if you're looking to connect with some people online who aren't head over to facebook.com and join Bourbon Real Talk community today.